I want to welcome you to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I'm your host, David Friend. We're in a series dealing with success and prosperity and abundant living. And we're approaching it in a way I think that'll bless people and maybe open up their eyes to understand that saying the word success is not a bad word and neither is prosperity and neither is abundance. With that though, we're going to have to do something important. That is to understand how we can rebrand those words so they'll be received by individuals. Now in this podcast, I will give the five steps to spiritual growth that produce success. We will examine the lives of the people in the Bible who faced trials and yet had success. And then times they would have trials after that and have more success. We will discover why the word success needs to be reintroduced or reframed. We will see why the Lord rewards people with success and abundant living. But before we get into any of that, we need to pray because we need the Holy Spirit to take control. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity I have to bring this podcast at this time to those who are listening in. I pray now that you would bless it. I pray that you would anoint it. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come in and take total control. I submit to you. I surrender to you and to your thoughts and to your leading. I pray that you would help us to understand exactly what the Word means, the Word of God means when it refers to the topics of success prosperity, and abundance. Father, I pray that you would bless those who are listening in today. They've tuned in because they're excited to hear what your word has to say. Some may be tuned in just to understand success better, others to get a better understanding of prosperity or abundance. But Lord, all of us understand that true success is increasing our relationship with you. True success and true prosperity and true abundant living is to have the right relationship with God and to operate in his will and under his plan for our life. Father, I thank you again for this opportunity. I pray you would bless it, that you would multiply the blessings in the people who are listening in today, that they would receive abundant living that they would receive the promises of God. And I believe there's going to be a breakthrough today. I believe there'll be a great breakthrough for those people who maybe struggle with these words, but now they'll understand why you placed over 2,000 references in your word about these topics. I thank you for the great results that have gone forth, Father, not because of me, but because of the working of your Holy Spirit. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This could be one of the most important podcasts that I'm doing dealing with success, prosperity, and uh, abundance. And the reason I say that is because we're going to focus on the understanding that spiritual growth is the key to have any kind of success in our life. And so with that, I'm going to get a story here that I think is one that's very powerful in dealing with understanding someone who went through success, trials, success, trials, and on and on and on. Matter of fact, one of the best examples of spiritual growth leading to success is shown in the life of Joseph. He was the son of Jacob. Now, I realize that Abraham had great success and challenges throughout his entire life. Matter of fact, he was one of the most successful men of his entire day. And God used him to bless us throughout all of these centuries that have gone by that we are living underneath the blessing of Abraham. King David, of course, was very successful. He had success and then he had failure, but then he had success. And he understood what it was like as you go through success, that there could be a challenge, there could be a failure, there could be a problem, but he had to turn to God. When David was recovering from his failure, he said, create in me, it was in Psalm 51, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Take not thy presence from me and restore unto me the joy of my salvation. So with that, David understood the key to success was having a right relationship with God and having spiritual growth in his life. Now, Job was probably the most visible example of having success and trials and success 
and trials and on and on. But Job said in the midst of his deepest troubles and deepest trials, he said, though God slay me, yet I'll trust him. When Job's wife said, to all that you're going through, she's, you can imagine the conversation they must have had. She said, pretty much whatever you've gone through and all the trials and problems that we've had, why don't you just simply curse God and die? Well, Job knew better than that. He knew that God would take him through his troubles because Job was growing spiritually through it all, throughout all the trials and all the challenges that he was having in his life. Now, the reason that I chose the life of Joseph is because of how he handled the challenges of others who are trying to rob him of, of his successes. Now, it's interesting. Here he is trying to get success and trying to move forward in life. And his success goal was to serve God greater and greater each and every day. And God blessed him for it. But while that was happening to him, there were people all around him who were trying to rob him of his success. Now, I'm sure there's people out there today that are listening into this podcast who feel that other people have been a hindrance and tried to keep you or keep you guys from having success in your life and prospering the way God intends you to prosper. But Joseph understood how to deal with that. And so we need to learn from that. And I think we will do that through this podcast today. Joseph was not perfect, but he stayed focused on keeping God first in his life. The story of Joseph and his brothers and father Jacob is found in the book of Genesis. Now, I was going to start reading in the book of Genesis chapters 37, 38, 39, you know, go through all those to help you understand the story. But as I went through that, I found out I just wasn't going to have anywhere near enough time to be able to accomplish all that in a 25, 30-minute podcast. So I believe the Holy Spirit has given me a way to explain that story and allow me to kind of give an outline of Joseph's life. Now you can read the details in Genesis chapter 37, 38, and 39, but I think we're going to focus on those things that will help us understand how Joseph dealt with the trials and challenges he faced, quite frankly, each and every day in his life. Now Joseph was the son of Jacob And he had a dream when he was a young man that he'd be successful. Matter of fact, he kind of overdid it. In the teaching, you'll see that he talked about people would bow down to him someday. So he kind of lost control of that a little bit. That's why I say that Joseph was not perfect. But Joseph had a dream. And through his life, he experienced great success and, of course, had major, incredible trials and challenges in his life. Joseph was one of the 12 sons of his father, Jacob. And the Bible makes it very clear that Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. As a matter of fact, he made him a coat of many colors, which his brothers were very jealous of, and it caused a lot of problems between Joseph and his brothers. Because of Joseph being Jacob's favorite son, that caused a lot of stress and anxiety amongst his brothers. As a matter of fact, it got to the point where then they just finally said, we've had it with you, and they kidnapped him, and they threw him into a pit. Well, there we go. There's his first massive trial in his life. His brothers thought that they would kill Joseph, but one of the brothers said, no, I don't think so. Why don't we go ahead and just sell him to a, a band of traders that were merchants that were coming across the plains there, and they looked up and said, why don't we do that? And so they decided to go ahead and do that, So then here's another trial that gets into Joseph's life when he was then traded to these slave traders. And then these slave traders took Joseph into Egypt and sold them to one of Pharaoh's officials, a man named Potiphar. Now here's another trial. So now here he is working as a slave. Joseph, however, was became very successful, the Bible says, working with Potiphar. As a matter of fact, God gave him favor because Joseph was a hard-working person. He wasn't looking for handouts. He knew his position in life, and he decided to make the best of it. So he was serving God and anticipating God was going to do something special in his life because, you know, he had 
had not lost his dream. He had not lost his dream that he would see great success in his life. So Potiphar had him come on and Potiphar loved him. I mean, Potiphar, it blessed him and made him, quite frankly, in charge of everything that he owned. And he was so, Joseph was so successful, went from a slave, basically, to being the general manager, if you will, of all of Potiphar's possessions. But then here come another challenge. The wife of Potiphar tried to, to seduce Joseph. When Joseph refused her, she ran away from him and told Potiphar that Joseph tried to seduce her. Matter of fact, he she stole the robe of Joseph and then used that to convict him that, that he was in her presence. Now, Potiphar was very upset, obviously outraged at Joseph, and so therefore he decided to put Joseph in prison. Okay, here comes another massive trial for Joseph right after he had great success. But during his time in prison, look at this, Joseph received favor from God and became successful while in prison. Matter of fact, the prison warden put Joseph in charge of running the prison. I mean, he was literally raised right up to the top and he was probably the second man behind the warden because God gave Joseph many talents. And then Joseph wanted to use those talents to honor God and he used it to be the best employee, best possible employee that anybody could ever have. It, it kind of reminds me, let me digress a little bit, it kind of reminds me of us when we get a job. I believe as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to understand that we need to be the best employees of anybody that we're working for. If we're working for a bank, then we should be there a little bit before time starts, put in all of our time, be very hard at work, and be very respectful of our boss and all that, and put in the best job that we possibly can. Well, Joseph did that, and God would reward him for that. Now, while Joseph was in prison, and then now running most of the prison, Pharaoh became aware of Joseph's many talents, and then made him second in charge, listen to this, of all of Pharaoh's possessions and everything that he controlled. Now, I don't have enough time in this podcast to go through the whole story of Joseph and his brothers reuniting. So basically, remember that uh, Joseph told Pharaoh that there was going to be famine on the land and uh, Pharaoh blessed them and put him in charge. And then eventually, Joseph's brothers and his father had to come to Joseph, not knowing it was him, and receive food and grain and the things that they needed. And there's some other stories in the middle of that. But bottom line, here's what I want you to get out of this story. Regardless of what we go through, we must not allow our circumstances to rob us from our future and our hope that God has provided for each and every one of us. A lesson that we learn in this teaching is that when a person's ways are pleasing to the Lord, like it was to Joseph, then God will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. Can you imagine? Here he's in prison and the warden becomes one of Joseph's supporters. When he winds up going being sold off as a slave, his master, so to speak, became one of his best allies because Joseph prayed for those people. and He prayed that God would help him and that he knew God would be faithful and he knew that God would carry him through to the dream that he had in his life. We've learned in this teaching that God provided success for Joseph because he was always putting God first in his life. Now, as we go through the rest of this podcast, we need to understand that the goal we have in life is to please God. Our primary goal for success is to please God, operate in his will, live out the purpose he's called for us in our life, and to love him and love others. I mean, that's basically the the ultimate goal of success in our life. But we'll never achieve that if we don't put God first in everything we do. So now let me give you here what I mentioned to earlier in this podcast in the introduction, what I call my five steps I believe will produce spiritual growth for success in our life. Here's number one. We need to pray. 
We need to God's, get God's Word in our life. We need to be faithful to reading God's Word daily. Even if it's only a couple of scriptures each day, we should get that into our life. That's why I'm a big believer in doing daily devotionals. Currently, I'm reading Smith Wigglesworth's devotional that he has, and it's very inspiring to me. It's one that always touches me and blesses me. But we need to pray first, and we need to get God's Word in our life. And we can do that by just simply having a devotional or make just making a part every day in our life. Some people do it first thing in the morning. For me, that works good for me. But most of my prayer time is done as the day goes on. And in the evening is when I get out my list of people that I believe God wants to bless and wants to help. And so I pray for other people that way. And I'm not patting myself on my back. I'm just telling you the system that I have and it works for me. We also need to believe, this is in step one, that the promises of God are for us every single day. We need to meditate on those promises. Now, if you'll go back into my podcast, you'll see that I did a series of about 20 podcasts dealing with the promises of God. Matter of fact, it wasn't very long ago that I completed those, and I was very thankful that the Lord put that on my heart, and it was one that was well-received by the folks who download these podcasts, and I hope that'll be a blessing to you. And at the end of this podcast, I'll show how you can get to those and listen to them, especially if you're a first-time listener. Before I get off of step number one, to pray and to read God's Word and claim the promises of God, look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. It says, God can be trusted to keep his promises. So if we're going to thank God for his promises, we've got to understand that God is faithful and he can be trusted with the promises that he's made for us, that he will fulfill those promises and he will make them come true in our life. All right, step number two in producing spiritual growth for success. Spend time with successful Christians who give God the credit for their success. Now I got to expand on that for a little bit because that is so important. In step two, I start off by saying spend time with successful Christians. That does not mean people who have a lot of money necessarily are possessions or great businesses. It just means people who are successful in their service to God, that they put God first, they're faithful in their church, they love the Lord, they may have a business, they may not have a business, but they're successful in their walk with God. They are spiritually successful people. Now I enjoy spending time with anyone who follows Christ. I love to be with people who are sincere and real and their relationship with God is strong. When I was a banker, I just had so many customers who were not Christians. They were so ungodly. But I had one customer who was a Christian man who had a wonderful business. He was a home builder. And I was fascinated with the way he handled things. Things were in proper order. He kept things in proper order. He kept it in balance. And he knew his strengths. He knew his weaknesses. And I I learned from him. I watched him. I felt he was successful in his spiritual walk and also in his business. And I enjoyed that. Matter of fact, as years went by, I wound up patterning my own business, my own real estate development company, mainly custom home building company. And I pattered what I was doing after the way he did his things. I didn't copy him, but I certainly did like the way he structured things and how he was in control of things. So we need to have someone help mentor us in our walk with God. And people who are successful, say materialistically, or their home, or their or their automobiles, or their travel, or their businesses, or those types of things, or they're really generous givers to the church, they've had a level of success. But follow those people and be around those people who give God credit for the successes that they've had in their life. All right. Step number three, avoid thoughts that bring greed into our hearts and to our actions. If there's one thing that I can tell you destroys people, it's greed. The Bible tells us in so many different ways how to stay away from greed. In Luke chapter 12 and verse 15, it says, Beware and guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. So important not to allow greed 
to ruin our walk with God. There's some people seeking success and not spiritual growth. And they, when they get some success, because they're not grounded in their walk with God, they're not grounded in their spiritual growth, greed starts to take over. And they do things that they would have never done before. Because people then who have success financially have a struggle many times with keeping things in balance with their walk with God and the success that they're calling their business. It's very important that that's one of the reasons that the Bible has this warning that says the love of money can bring forth all kinds of evil. Another warning that Timothy talks about when he says when people chase after money and they run after money, they fall into various trials and problems they run with. And quite frankly, many times that trial is greed. So I can encourage you if you're seeking success in your career, in your business, in your home, in your finances, then we've got to avoid greed at all costs. And we need to avoid greed when it comes to the next home that we buy or the next car that we have because we've got to buy things that we feel will please God. We've got to buy things that are not trying to, where we're not trying to show off to other people that we have something greater than they have. That's a form of greed and God's just not going to bless that. So let's move on now. Here's step number four in the steps that I'm showing for producing spiritual growth for success. Never seek success God will bring it to those who seek him first. That is probably one of the most important parts of this entire series on success, prosperity, and abundant living is that we should never seek those things. We shouldn't just go out and seek success or prosperity or seek living abundantly because if we go after those things, we're going to get our priorities all messed up. The Bible very clearly says, I've read it in another podcast prior to this in Matthew 6, 33, where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. So let's always put God first, and let's never seek these things. Don't seek success. Seek God, and he'll bring into your life what he knows is best for us. Here's step number five. Be thankful for what you have had in your past. Repeat that. Be thankful for what we have had in our past, what we will have, what we currently have have. And when we do that, we'll be thankful. We'll enter into God with a spirit of thankfulness. There's an old song we used to sing when I was a young man, first became a Christian, and that is to give thanks with a grateful heart. We need to learn how to be thankful for what we have, thankful for who God has made us, and thankful for what he's going to do in the future, even though we don't know sometimes what's going to happen in the future. I like to thank him in advance. Sometimes when I'm praying, I said, Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for the healing of my friend or my family member. I want to thank you for this situation. I want to thank you for spiritual blessing on this person or on that business or on a marriage. I'm thankful, Father, in advance, Lord, on the healing of that marriage or that person. And when I when I speak that, I just feel confidence in my heart and my mind that I'm claiming and calling forth those things that are not as though they are. That's having thankfulness in our heart. We need to remember we've got to be thankful if we're going to receive the full blessings of God and truly succeed spiritually in our life. Here's a quick review of those five steps. Pray, read God's word. One, two, spend time with spiritually successful Christians. Three, avoid bad thoughts or negative thoughts. Four, never seek success, seek God. And five, be thankful. I want to address something here. Why do some Christians get upset when they hear the word success? Now, I believe we must rebrand that word for Christians. Some, the word success has a poor reputation. Some think that success or successfulness um, in rich people is 
basically showing that those people are ungodly. Well, that's just not necessarily true. In most cases, it's not true. Some believe they were cheated out of success and then resent those who have success. Sometimes jealousy surfaces and makes people angry at successful people. With the help of the Holy Spirit, we will not struggle with the success of others. Instead, we want godly people to be blessed. I just really enjoy to see people getting blessed spiritually, financially, business-wise, family-wise, health-wise. Those are all things that I love. One of my favorite scriptures is, is to prosper in all things and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. I pray that over people all the time. And I, I use that as we close out each one of my podcasts each week because I think it's so important people understand that God wants to bless us. You know, another question that I've been asked as a pastor, you know, I was a pastor for 20 years, and this question came to me quite frequently. Why does God reward some with material success and not others? Well, I think one thing to think about is God may be able to trust these people more. I believe God blesses those that he can trust. Why would God want to pour out financial blessing or abundance on someone or success in their life or in their family or their business when they, if he knows that that success is going to lead them away from him? I believe God will bless those that he can trust. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says here that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. It says also in other translations that who diligently seek him, who go after him, who run after him, who constantly cry for God's presence and his touch in their life. It's so important to understand that God wants to bless us. Now, as a pastor for all those years, nearly 20 years, I can tell you that one of my favorite things to tell the church from time to time, not not a lot, but occasionally, I'd say, I believe God's got this gigantic bushel basket of blessings. And he's just looking for people that he'd like to pour those blessings out upon. I believe that. I believe that God wants to bless. Some people look at God as being angry and mean and hateful and judgmental, and he's just trying to get them and trying to trick them and all that stuff and keep them out of heaven, but I don't believe that at all. I know God has guidance and direction and instructions on how to receive his rewards and his promises, but I also believe that God wants to bless us. He loves us. We are his prized possession. I believe that he's our biggest fan. He's the one cheering us on and wanting us to do well and to do good in life. I need to digress just a second here. You know, I told you earlier that I've been asked the question, why does God reward some and 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 not everyone, not everyone gets filthy rich, you know, lots of money and lots of possessions, those things. Well, let me just say this, and God doesn't always reward people so that they can be the richest guy on the block. But we got to remember something when it comes to blessings and, and finances and success and things. We must never forget that it's not always God who allows people to have financial success and to prosper financially. Many times I believe the devil himself wants to promise people that he's going to bless them. If you'll follow this way or do it this way or do it that way, why are there, you know, just think of this, why are there drug dealers? They're, they're, they're claiming the promise of the devil himself that they're going to get rich off of this. Why are there people that steal from their boss? They're claiming the promises of the devil himself. So they're allowing themselves to be drawn away. So just because someone has financial success or maybe a bigger house or something like that doesn't mean, in most cases, just <laughs> we tend to think that, well, you know, that means that God's blessing them and not me. No, sometimes that blessing doesn't come from God. And even then, it's not a blessing because everything that comes from God is a blessing. Everything that comes from God is perfect. Everything that comes from God is sacred and is holy and is a blessing from God and will bring something good into our life. But when the devil brings stuff in, he's got a bad purpose. The Satan 
promises things like death, destruction. He wants to kill, to steal, and destroy. Where Jesus is the one that said, I want you to bring, I want to bring life to you and bring your life more abundantly. So we got to remember, just because there's someone driving around that you think is getting blessed financially more than you are, don't think that God loves them more. Remember that it could be that there's a source of funds or something coming to them, which we don't want. We don't want to have in our life. And I reject anything that Satan thinks is a gift because it is not a gift if it comes from him. If it draws away from us from God, it's not success. It's not a blessing. It's not prosperity. It's not abundant living. Things that draw us closer to God come from God. Here's another question I've had people ask me. How can I grow spiritually to succeed? Well, we can't. <laughs> we can't just say, okay, I just want to grow success spiritually so that I can succeed. If you want to grow spiritually so that you can have success, the focus is all wrong. There's no humility there. God wants to bless us, but he wants the motives of our heart to be right and be correct. Success must not be our goal. We can't get success and say, well, I just, I want to grow spiritually so that I'll, I'll be successful. I'll get money and I'll get this and I'll get that. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want us to think that way. We can't think that way because like I said, success must not be our goal. Success is the byproduct of spiritual growth. Let me read that to you. Success is the byproduct product of spiritual growth. When we grow spiritually, we'll have success. It may not be money. It may not be possessions. In most cases, it won't be. But we'll, success will be something like having a great marriage, raising wonderful kids, being healthy, having a, a wonderful mind and a clean, pure mind, a clean heart, being helpful to other people, being faithful in the house of God, using our talents to bless God. Success is the proper use of our talents and our abilities that God has given us and operate in God's will and his perfect plan for our life and our purpose in our life. That's about as direct as I can make it. Spiritual growth is a process now. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon race. A lot of people think that they want to grow spiritually overnight. It just doesn't happen that way. You know, I find it interesting that most people who watch track and field events, sporting events, uh, love the the sprints, the fast races. They're also known as the 100-yard dash, those, those quick events that happen fast and people are the fastest person in the world in that category. And that's people like that. That's, I understand, one of the most popular things to watch in the Olympics. I know it's one of my favorites is to watch the, the person who's the fastest runner in the 100-yard or the 200-yard or those short races. But on the other hand, the marathon is the least watched because it takes so long. It's a 26-mile run. I believe our walk as Christians is a marathon run. It's not a sprint. A sprint is something that happens quick and it's over. Success or failure. That's not how we walk with God. Our walk with God is a marathon. Spiritual success is a marathon. And spiritual growth is a marathon. Spiritual increase is a marathon. It's continually and constantly drawing closer to God. Oh, we'll, we'll fall back and we'll make mistakes and we'll get away from reading or we'll get away from praying as much as we should, but get right back on. Because as soon as we get back on track and get the Word of God back in us and pray and be faithful to the house of God, God will reward us. Remember it says God will reward those who diligently seek Him. <laughs> a sprint of 100 yards is something that just happens and it's a flash and it's gone and done. But a marathon is endurance. It's hard to learn. It's hard to do. It's even hard to watch. 
but it is the course that we need to take. It reminds me of a scripture found in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. Really one of my all-time favorite scriptures. Now, I know I say that a lot. It's always one of my all-time favorites, but I've got an awful lot of all-time favorite scriptures, so just you'll have to put up with that. Let me, though, share with you a scripture I think that I've used so often in helping people understand spiritual growth, businesses to understand proper growth, marriages to improve and grow, raising kids, whatever it might be. This thing applies to everything. It's found in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5 in the Living Bible. And it says this, Steady plotting brings prosperity. Hasty speculation brings poverty. What that's saying is that a sprint is here and it's gone, but a marathon will bring great results and will last throughout a long period of time. You know, when it comes to spiritual growth, it takes time for that to happen. But we've got to be faithful to it and stay with it, just like Joseph did. Remember, Joseph grew spiritually and he could handle every trial in life. He lived the marathon. Job lived the marathon. David lived the marathon. Abraham lived the marathon. And we are living a marathon in our walk with God. I believe for great success in his followers. And so I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to wrap this up right now because my time is about up. And I want to pray for you that you'll see the growth and the spiritual growth that you need and the byproduct will be success in your life. Father, bless those who are listening in. I thank you for the opportunity I've had to bring this podcast at this time to them. I pray that you would bless it and multiply it, Father, for us. These things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, like I say, I hope this has been a blessing to you as I'm wrapping this up. If you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, on the front page, you'll see a link to all the podcasts that we've done. This is my 245th podcast and it's dealing with the topic of success, prosperity, and abundant living. On that list of podcasts, you'll see references in there of about 20 podcasts I did on how to set up a Christian business, also about how to get out of debt, get yourself completely removed from any debt. There's a series of podcasts on the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. There's a series of podcasts on having faith and having it more abundantly, and of course, also having faith for miracles. So it just goes on and on. I thank the Lord for that. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, I'm going to have to wrap this up today, but I want to let you know that my next podcast is entitled, What is Prosperity? Or What is Prospering to You? So I'm looking forward to that. I've got some things put together, but I'm going to ask the Lord to help me and guide me through that teaching. So with that, let me just close with this word, and I look forward to hearing you again. Let your friends and family member know that we're moving forth in this series, and it'll be a blessing to them. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you have spiritual success. May you receive the desires of your heart as we all draw closer to God. Thank you once again for listening to the 245th podcast of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend.